This is a Pocket Universe podcast in association with William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs> Trying to hitch a ride at this time of night is especially hard for your favorite vault keeper. <laughs> well, I finally made it to jolly old England and a little sightseeing. How did I come over, you ask? What airline would even think about taking someone like me, you ask? I took the flight of the living dead. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? Here in the middle of these wetlands lies a tale from the Vault of Horror just waiting to be. Aha! Here it is. Terror on the Moors. How do you deal with driving through heavy fog? You pull over and find your bearings, as travel writer Jane Redden is doing, trying to find safe passage through a dense, impenetrable fog. Turn right. But I can't see to the right. Turn right. I can't see anything. Turn right. Do you know that right now you're about as useless as a cup of decaf? Turn right. Ugh. And no cell service. Great. Hopefully nobody behind me. Of course, nobody but me is stupid enough to drive on a night like... Jane sees a two-story manor in the distance. The first and only one for miles and miles. Oh. What the hell? It's worth a shot. Turn right. Oh, shut up! Recalculating. I'm assuming. <laughs> Very lost. I think I've gone off the road at least two times now, and I'm also pretty sure I'm going in circles. Oh, you are. I've seen you pass by the estate three times now. <laughs> Where are you heading? Uh, Leeds. Mm. Obviously, that's not happening. Which is why I, w I was wondering, I know that this is a lot to ask, but would it be possible to... stay... Stay here? Yes. Uh, uh, at least until this fog disperses. Oh, uh, oh dear, uh... I mean, I realize this isn't a bed and breakfast, and, and I promise, I won't be a trouble to anyone, but nonsense, this nonsense. is... nonsense, you wouldn't be a trouble at all. It's just that, well, as you pointed out, this is not a hotel, and besides, Mr. Clymore has not had visitors for 40 years. I'm not sure if... Well, I'm sure you understand. Well, I certainly can't drive in this. Oh, no, you certainly can't. Oh, I'm not sure what to do here. What you are asking is a very bad idea. Why? I don't see the di- Were those wolves? Those were indeed wolves. There are actually quite a few of them out here, vicious oh. bastards. Okay, that settles it. Um. Evers, ma'am. Evers. 
I need a place to stay tonight, and that place is not going to be my rental car. I mean, have you ever seen an American werewolf in London? Please? Uh, oh, dear. You're right. My apologies, you're absolutely right. Let me go speak with Mr. Clymore. Perhaps he will consent to... You can stay in the guest cottage. Mr. Clymore? Yes, sir. Oh, now that is a surprise. It certainly is. Now, can you please open this gate? Very well. The guest cottage is right over there. Just follow the path. Okay. I did warn you. Yes, I'm 10th generation Climore. Oh. The estate was built in 1766. Mm. That portrait there. Uh -huh. uh, my great-grandfather knew Edward VIII. Really? Well, that's what he told people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, did uh, William Kent design the estate? Uh, Definitely his style. No, but I'm impressed you know the name. <laughs> I'm a travel writer. Oh. Been researching English architecture for years. Uh -huh. I was actually on my way to do a photo shoot of Castle Howard for my next book. Oh, jolly good. How long have you been writing? Eleven years now. Hmm. Ever imply that I'm the first guest you've had in over 40 years? Is uh, that true? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, oh. No guests since my wife passed on. Uh, that's her portrait right there. She's lovely. Uh, that was done about three years before. Uh, Sir? Before, uh, Mr. Clymer, are uh, you all right? You look I, pale. So no, no, I, 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 I'm fine. I, I'll be fine. Uh, speaking about Glynis is not something I like doing. Uh, no, no, or should be doing. Ever so. Perhaps you could lead uh, Miss Redden back to the guest cottage? Of course, sir. Uh, you look rather spent yourself. <laughs> oh, Although I must ask that you restrict yourself to the guest cottage. Oh. It's small, but... Oh, uh, my... Oh, my God! What is that smell? Smell? I, I, I don't smell anything. What are you... Uh, it smells like... I don't, I don't know what it smells like, but... Oh. It's probably one of those blasted walls attacked a deer. Oh, it's yes, yes, happened yes. before. Oh, it smells worse than that. Holy Again, Mom, decaying deer probably made worse by the weather. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, tend to it immediately, sir. We uh, get our guest settled first, my friend. <laughs> uh, good night, Miss Redden. Good night. You'll find sheets and a duvet under the bed, and I have a few toiletries. I wasn't wrong about the smell, was I? No, Mom, definitely not. Uh, I'm sorry. What building is that? Oh, that? Mm. That is the mausoleum. Nine generations of Climors are entombed in there. Uh-huh. Oh, don't be worried. <sighs> totally harmless. So... Nine generations of Climores? What about the tenth? Neither Mr. Climore nor his wife had any children. Oh. Ah, here we are. Sorry I have no pajamas for you. Perhaps in your oh, rental car? I'm, I'm too tired to get anything out of my car. I'll just sleep in my clothes tonight. Take off early tomorrow. What the hell? Wolves. That didn't sound like a wolf to me. 
You know what? Maybe Mr. Clymer's right. I've been driving eight hours straight. It's almost midnight. I am spent. Good night, Evers. Good night, Mom. Mm. I, I would keep the door locked if I were you. <laughs> no kidding. Must take care of it. I always do. Sorry, I, I know I'm supposed Mr. to stay Mr. Clymore is dead. What? I was just coming to get you. Mr. Clymore is dead. I, I heard a sound like he uh, fell out of bed, and he's so fragile, it uh, must have been a heart attack. Uh, Evers, you're shaking. Oh, we must, we must, uh, we must cremate his body. Cremate the body? We must what? cremate the body. W will you help me? What, what are you talking Mom, about? It's, it's vital, it's vital to Evers, Evers, uh, shh, please. Uh, Show me the body. Oh, of course, of, of course. Come with me. All right. I'm sorry, Evers. He's gone. But for the life of me, it looks like he was frightened to death. Oh, God. We need to call for an ambulance. My cell has no service out here. Where's your phone? We, we do not have one. What? No one comes here. No one will. So what? You're just going to stick Clymore in the mausoleum with the rest of the family? Oh, no, no. I told you we must cremate his body. But why? Why are you so determined? <gasps> Okay, what is that? And where's it coming from? Please, we must cremate the body. Okay. Many years ago, Mr. Climo made me promise to cremate his body upon his death. I need your help. I can't do it alone, and we don't have much time. Evers, <sighs> why didn't you want me staying here? Please, please, we don't have Answer time for this. Answer my question. No. Why didn't you want uh, Ms. me Ms. staying Redding, here? please. You tell me what's going on around here, or so help me. I am out of here. Very well, then. It happened over 30 years ago. What did? The birth of Mr. Clymore's son. That's who and what you're hearing. But you said he never had any children. No way, he didn't. For you see, this child was like nothing you had ever seen before. Not normal, not by any means. Over 35 years ago, Mrs. Clymore died during labor, giving birth to something, something, the only word I can think of to describe it was monstrosity, a revolting monstrosity. No one was allowed to see it, not even myself. After Mrs. Clymore was interred in the family tomb, Mr. Clymore withdrew from the world. He discharged the household staff, all but me, and he cared for the mindless creature. But as it grew older, it became more and more vicious. We had no choice but to build a special room for it at the top of the house. We forged a special key and then locked the beast in the room, before destroying the key to ensure that it could never escape. Oh, dear God. And then, 
Several months ago, the monster underwent a horrific mental change, the likes of which we were not prepared for. That smell earlier. I was right, wasn't I? That was no deer. Uh, no, it was the beast's dinner. What? The thing will only eat dead flesh. It has become a ghoul. Dead flesh? Uh, are you... Are you serious? From where? Decayed corpses from the mausoleum. Uh, Needs a constant diet of it to keep it docile. Oh my god, I'm going uh, to be sick. Oh. It smells him. I know it. It smells him and the beast is trying to get to him through the wall. Why did you let this thing go on living? Why not? Mr. Climor had a nervous breakdown after Mrs. Climor passed. That beast is all that's left of her. He couldn't. I mean, he tried, but he just couldn't. Do you understand now? We must cremate the body so it can't consume him. And, and what happens after you cremate the body? You think it's just going to go away? That it's not going to go after someone who's alive? You've got to kill that thing. Uh, oh, no! God. It's breaking out. It's breaking out. You're right. You're right. Quickly, one of the drawers, Mr. Climber Where? kept a pistol. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, here. Here, this. Yes. This. yes. Well, there are only two bullets. I'll have to do. You need to leave. What? I'm not leaving you. Oh, no, no, you need to leave now. Evers, we could do this together. It's getting oh. out, Evers. Come, let's get it. Evers, what the hell are you doing? Orange closet. What? Yes. This what? is linseed oil. I used to polish the stairs. Now take what's left of the bottle and spread it about the hall. Wait, well, well, what are you doing with that candle? This estate is over 250 years old. There's a matchbox just waiting to go up. No, don't! I made my choice long, long ago. What? I stay with Mr. Climor, and if I can slow the beast what? down, you'll be able to get out. No, no, gosh, no! Now, now go! No. Don't look back. Hurry! She does as Evers instructs, and spreads the remaining linseed oil throughout the hallway. The fire spreads rapidly as she rushes down the stairs. But oh my, what could that shadow be galloping through the smoke to Climor's room? <laughs> Keep going, Jane. Don't stop now. <laughs> the room reels. Vague visions swim before her as smoke floods the floor upstairs. Oh, Evers wasn't kidding about the house, was he? Eyes smarting from the pungent smoke, Jane whirls about to see the most hideous being she has ever seen. Hideous beyond description, enveloped by flame. She will make it to her destination. All trembles and shudders as she alerts the authorities, who will pick through the rubble to find nothing. Nothing but embers. <laughs> More or less. 
for more of me, glutton. <laughs> and I've got a story guaranteed to send shivers up and down and right back up your spindly little spine. When I'm done with this yicky yarn, you'll reconsider everything you ever thought about living and what it means to be alive. Get yourself a sweater and a scarf because baby, is cold inside. <laughs> Talk about a man with no mother to worry, and no father to pace the floor, and you're talking about one Benjamin B. Gordon. Talk about a man for whom there'd be no lifelong sorrow. If he caught pneumonia and died tomorrow, you're talking about Benjamin B. Gordon. Actually, if Benjamin B. Gordon did get sick and die, there'd be one person upset. You'll know who soon enough. <laughs> well, first thing I'll do is fix this inner door. You try all you want. That thing never closed right. Yes. Sorry? It's been 15 years, and it's never closed right. Well, the stops are misaligned and, and the hinges are bent. Where's the old super? Quit as soon as the landlord moved in. I I'm sorry, what? Mr. Kingsley moved in and threw the super out. You the new super? Well, I, I, I don't know yet. It, 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 is it just me or is it colder in here than out there? It's not just you. Hello, I'm Tobias. This is my wife, Lily. Oh, pleasure. Benjamin B. Gordon. You must be desperate if you want a job here, Benjamin B. Gordon. <laughs> Look at the place. Uh, so this Mr. Kingsley... Marcus Kingsley. He also owns a mansion, a winery outside of town, and this whole damn block. You'd think he'd put some money into this place, but nope. Sure, the place needs updating, but until this week, at least everything worked. What do you mean? He means Kingsley turned off the heat. What? <sighs> he bought out the family that lived on the top floor, moved in in the middle of the night, and then he had the movers take out the damn furnace. And it's February. Man's insane. That is definitely a lot of weirdness. You think that's weird? The man keeps his windows wide open. You can see it from the street. When I go up there to talk to him, he leaves the chain on the door, and the cold ice air hits you like an iceberg. He says he likes it. And we get to suffer. Thank God we still got electricity. Well, if I get the gig, I'll see what I can do. Fifth law, 
Best of luck. Thanks. Bingo, get the heat back on. If he can't, then we're moving into Kingsley's mansion. Well, there's an idea. <laughs> nah, forget it. Probably even colder there. <laughs> Mr. Kingsley? I'm in. I'm in. It's unlocked. <gasps> Hi. I'm Benjamin Barton Gordon. Goodness, that's quite a mouthful. Yes, I saw you rushing through the courtyard to get out of the snow, I presume. Well, no presumption, sir. It's cold outside. You do know it's colder inside? <laughs> yes, a necessity, I'm afraid. We'll discuss it another day. So, Mr. Gordon, hmm. you want the position, do you? Yes, but I, I Let really... Let me guess. Less than a minute in the building and the tenants are already complaining to you. <laughs> That's why it took you so long to make it up here from when you entered. <laughs> I didn't realize I was being timed. Oh, you mistake me. I won't interfere with you or your work. And you will have a full budget. You'll be overseeing all of my buildings after all. W wait, all of you? It's very clear from your resume and experience that you're exactly what I'm looking for. As Marcus Kingsley moves into the light, Benjamin is witness to a gaunt, hollow-cheeked skeleton. He would have been more than at home in my buddy's crypt. <laughs> Such a hopeless gleam in those sunken eyes. What else should I know about you? Benjamin Barton Gordon. Well, I'm a workaholic. I stay off social media. <laughs> That's all for the better, Mr. Gordon. I don't do social media either. Beyond reading the transhumans on Reddit or <laughs> trolls on Wired's webpage arguing about Aubrey de Grey. Huh? In fact, any research I've funded is sure not to have my name attached. So... Uh, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Kingsley, but what uh, are you... Answers will come eventually. Do you have any queries I can answer now? Well, actually, yes. Why did you have the furnace moved out? Oh, is that what they say? Moved out? I merely had it turned off and had some of the parts carried out back. New parts have been ordered, should be here tomorrow morning. Oh. Handling the furnace will be one of your jobs, as I... I'm rather afraid of furnaces. So I, I can give your tenants heat? And yourself. I'm sure you'll find your apartment warm and... <sighs> Toasty. As for me, I have very special equipment coming to alleviate my unique situation. But you must promise, should you accept the position, that the heat will never rise to this apartment. Promise me that. Oh, I promise, Mr. Kingsley. Which I guess means I accept the position. Splendid. 
Welcome to the building. I'll have someone from accounting set up your expense account and direct deposit. The keys and plans to the buildings are on your kitchen table. You should go and get settled downstairs. Sparsely furnished, but the bed is made. Well then, I'll, I'll have my brother ship the rest of my stuff here. I'm an early riser, so I'll get started tomorrow morning. Oh, thank you so much for this, Mr. Kingsley. No! No, no, no! Then what happened? Then I went to shake his hand and he screamed. You went to shake his hand? You've never shaken his hand? Kid, I wouldn't touch him if you paid me. Man looks like the walking dead. Well, he apologized and said he had some condition that makes his skin bruise and his bones break. I'm supposed to go back up around three. Please tell me we're gonna have heat by then. <laughs> you have heat right now. Bless you. Hot shower, here I come. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Mr. Gordon. Please enter. Ooh. Oh, wow. You mind if I keep my hat on? <laughs> Only if you don't mind my not getting up. No, no problem. What, what, what are you hooked up to? Special equipment. It's a home dialysis machine of sorts. Mr. Gordon, this is Dr. Judith Nicara. Judy's fine. Pleasure. Yeah, you too. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you come into the building. Gee, I have been here since last night. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. Are you two? It was imperative to get Mr. Kingsley hooked up as soon as possible. Especially with the heat back on in the building. Oh, well, I'll let you, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm interrupting. Nonsense, Mr. Gordon. Judy is going to teach you how to use the machine. M me? I, 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 I don't think I'm qualified. You are now, <laughs> but just for emergencies. We've got to keep the liquid graphene super-cooled until we perfect the super-ballistic flow of my nutrient transport system. Yeah, I'm definitely not qualified. <laughs> and relax, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. Oh. Ben, part of your duties as building super is keeping him alive. Now let's get to it. I have to get back to the lab sometime this week. Co-translational mitochondrial protein import doesn't research itself. No, uh, I'll bet it doesn't. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll be back in in a minute. You really don't have to help, Tobias. I've got this. Nope. You gotta heat back on. It's the least I can do. Besides, I need the exercise. So, 
You met the Ice Queen, huh? The, the Ice Queen? Scary woman, if you ask me. Oh, but precise. Kingsley's got a port on his left side. She showed me how to hook him up to the machine through it. We had to do it seven times before she was satisfied. Why does he look so green? Well, apparently he always looks green because he has some rare genetic disorder that gives him blood like uh, like an arctic ice fish or, or toothfish or, or something. What? Well, he has no hemoglobin, so he circulates chlorella and spirulina, and they're green. What? So... Like, like photosynthesis? Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. He's just crazy. I mean, the man's windows are still wide open. Yeah, but he's got to stay cold up there for the machine. Go ask him about his antifreeze blood if you want. What, go to the coldest floor in the building? I'll let you ask him for me. And so the winter days go by, and Benjamin's life revolves around the increasing oddness that was Marcus Kingsley. Sometimes he hooks Kingsley up to his strange machine. But most times, his eyes glaze over when Marcus's doctor rattles off the seven tenets of the Kaufman Protocol. Advanced glycation end products are very destructive to cells. But he always does his job, and he does it well. His building is warm and cozy. All of the Kingsley buildings are kept clean and well lit. Then one delightfully bleak day in March, Uh, hi, can I help you? Oh, yeah. yeah. You Gordon? Yeah, I am. What the hell's all this? Yeah, we're from uh, CC CryoAir. Got a big job here. Guess we'll be seeing a lot of each other next couple of weeks. CC yeah. Cryo what? <laughs> CC CryoAir. Uh, Mr. Kingsley called us in. It's a tough load-in in a place like this. Yeah. Usually we work in a laboratory setting, but don't worry. Just leave everything to us. Yeah, we got Wow, it. I've never yeah. seen this many trucks for a retrofitting central air in... Central all... air? <laughs> <laughs> central air, nothing. We're upgrading his cryotherapy unit into an apartment-sized cryogenics chamber. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 wait. He has a... Cryotherapy unit? Oh, biggest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> biggest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I have got to get another job. Did the workers mention the noise? <laughs> enough! Enough! Enough, I say! Enough! Mr. Poyut, what are you doing? I have I... got to get out of here. This incessant throbbing, it drives me insane. Mr. Poyut, No, I... no enough. I cannot sleep. You do not hear it on ground floor, but I have not had good night's sleep in a week. Hold on, hold on. He can't force you out of your apartment. Here, why don't you take my apartment? I'll sleep in yours tonight. You are a nice man, Mr. Benjamin, but talk does nothing with him. You can sleep in my apartment if you like, but me, I am going to my sister's. If you are smart, you will leave too. Mr. Poyou! That's not such a bad idea. I'd go to his sister's too if I could. Tell you, we're this close to filing a suit. We were. He'll probably just throw us out. Like stains any better? I'll talk to him. I'll, I'll go talk to him. Oh, God, I've got to get another job. Mr. Kingsley? Mr. Kingsley? <gasps> 
hell? An airlock? Mr. Gordon, so glad to see you. Put on the parka and come on in. Oh, my. Close it, my boy. Can't have the cold getting out. You had all this installed in... in just two weeks? I have a master plan, and I must keep to a schedule. Apologies for keeping you in the dark. I didn't think you'd understand. Mr. Kingsley, the noise from the machinery, the, the tenants are complaining. Let them! I'll do what I must do in my own house. Sir? Mr. Poyu just left for his sisters, and Mrs. Halsley left the day before, and, and they're not coming back. There's still eight families left, but I don't know how much more they can take. Good riddance, and the rest can follow. <laughs> In fact, get them to move out, and I'll double your salary. <laughs> A surprise April heat wave, hottest day of the year, and in Marcus Kingsley's building, it's loud enough to wake the dead. <laughs> My kind of place. <laughs> you sure you don't want to stay? No, he wants us out. We're going. Careful with those pictures. Ow! Before you know it, it'll just be you. <laughs> Damn, there goes the air conditioner. I was hoping to get one more season out of it. No, look, the, the clocks are flashing. It, it was a brownout. I didn't hear old Kingsley's machinery stop. Well, there's a multiple battery backup. He's got more- the, Yeah, that's the power up. The transformer must have blown. Wait, you hear that? Kingsley's machines? <laughs> They're not running! <laughs> Peace and quiet on the vine! They're not running. Oh god, oh god, they're not running! Don't you understand? They're not... What? Oh. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, hello? Is it him? Y yes, Mr. Kingsley. Yes, Mr. Kingsley, I I'm going to look right now! What'd he say? I can't talk right now! What's going on? Well, it's a power outage, Mr. Kingsley. I'm on my way to the basement. Why haven't the emergency generators come on? I need it to be cold. I need it to be cold. Do your damn job and get those generators on. Yes, Mr. Kingsley. I'm going to look right now. Hurry! <laughs> huh? Oh. Oh. Hello? I'm in the car on the way to see my patient when my monitor begins beeping like there's no tomorrow. What is going on there? Doctor, the, the building's out. It, it might be the whole block. Get the backup generators on now, or he's dead. Well, I'm looking to see what I can do. I'll, I'll call you right back. Do it. Jesus. Oh, come on. What? Hurry, Ben. Hurry. The backup generator's out. Oh, there's, there's nothing I can do. Get up here.
get a generator it's too late what he's gone oh god i'm sorry let's go up i have the key for the airlock door but but we need to call an ambulance there's no need marcus kingsley was dead before you met him what you have been very good to him you are owed an explanation Because of a fast-moving cancer, we had to remove his heart and lungs. <gasps> we had him on a machine, but he didn't want to stay on the machine anymore. He believed that he could stay alive on sheer willpower alone. In addition to evolving technical advances in biosciences... You, you're losing me. We realized... That liquid graphene could be modified to mimic the transport mechanisms of blood, but it had to be kept super cool. And because liquid graphene is a conductor of electricity, it would also maintain the body's electrical system. What are you saying? It's too late. Decay is almost instantaneous. Decay? All that's left of Marcus Kingsley is a mass of decayed flesh, putrid, rancid, oozing into a black pool trickling towards the airlock. In the heat, the foul stench proves too much for Benjamin's stomach. Uh. Oh my god, I think I'm gonna be sick. Ben. Did you ever wonder as to why Mr. Kingsley didn't stay at his mansion? He could have put in as many generators as he wanted. Do you understand that if we can use these processes to keep a dead person alive, then we can use them to keep a healthy living person alive and vibrant longer? Oh. I wanted Marcus in the city, close to me. And he wanted to be in the city, close to me. His mother. Oh. I'm 103 years old, Ben. <gasps> I stopped my aging at 42. Oh, God, now I'm really going to be sick.
<laughs> I hope my tale hasn't left you feeling rotten. <laughs> Looks like Marcus just couldn't hold it together any longer. <laughs> you know what they say. Power corrupts, and absolutely no power decays a corpse absolutely. <laughs> Join us next time when someone in the vault says... You... you're a real... werewolf... Ah! <laughs> Until then, I'll leave you with these parting words. The next time you take an ice pop from the freezer... Spare a thought for the late Marcus Kingsley, and imagine how happy he would have been to be in there. Terror on the Moors was adapted by Lance Roger Axe from the story by Johnny Craig and featured the voices of William Dufries, Charlie Marenghi, and Lisa Stathopoulos. Baby It's Cold Inside was adapted by Butch D'Ambrosio from the story by Bill Gaines, Al Feldstein, and Graham Ingalls and featured the voices of Lance Roger Axe, Mariah Bergeron, Peter Burkrott, Stephen J. Cohen, William Dufries, Karen Lung, and Michael Rathkin, and starring Kevin Grievous as the Vault Keeper. Recorded at Mind's Eye Productions, Maine, and Invisible Studios, Los Angeles. Sound designed by David Chen and Carlos Rodriguez Sound, and O'Shea Creative Media. Original music by Frankie Schulmeyer. Special thanks to Claire Kramer, David Uslin, Michael Uslin, Liz Galati, and Robert Southgate. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror is a Pocket Universe podcast, directed by William Dufries. Production copyright 2019 by William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. All rights reserved. Next week, the season finale. We're Pocket Plot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. www.pocketuniverseproductions.com and www.eccomics.com. <laughs>